My extra special guest this week is Jenny Plant, the founder at Account Management Skills. And if you are interested in anything to do with agency account management, then this is an absolute masterclass and a must-listen-to conversation. We talk about what makes a great agency account manager, what the difference is between account management and project management, and how agencies typically really have one person doing both roles and why that's such a mistake. We discuss how she suggests structuring agency account teams. Uh, We also spend a lot of time talking about how account managers can become more commercially aware and drive a significant amount more of value and revenue for the agency by adopting high-level sales skills. We both geek out about Anthony Annarino, who talks about the four levels of client value. By the way, if you don't know about Anthony Annarino and you're responsible for the growth of the agency, then you need to check him out because he's an absolute legend. Um, I just really enjoyed this conversation with Jenny, who's just so kind and gentle and just such a lovely fountain of knowledge. Um, I had a minor freak out last week myself with our own account management challenges. And she got me on the phone, settled me down, spoke very gently and offered some free advice and basically put me on the right track. And I'm really grateful for that. So if you're interested in anything to do with agency account management, then you will find this conversation to be absolutely fascinating. So without me keeping you in suspense any further, my conversation with Jenny Plant. Jenny Plant is the founder of Account Management Skills and is on a mission to help as many agency account managers and directors to develop sales skills earlier in their career so they can become more commercially aware and confident in managing client relationships. She has 30 years of experience in agency account management and coaches agency account managers and directors through her Account Accelerator coaching program, a 90-day step-by-step process to go from unpredictable project revenue to a more predictable account growth. She also runs a fantastic podcast called Creative Agency Account Manager. I'm very much looking forward to the conversation. Jenny Plant, welcome to Agency Dealmasters. Nathan, I feel honoured. Thank you so much for inviting me. I think your podcast is amazing. Thank you for the mention of mine. And you're a bloody good um, interviewer. So I'm very, very honoured to be here. The check is in the mail. (laughs) It's on the way to you. Thank you very much. I don't know how to take compliments, Jenny. So I'm just going to say thank you and just keep it moving. Take it. So I really, really appreciate it. And I'm, I'm also in awe of you as well. Like your podcast is absolutely fascinating. I think the work that you're doing, helping agency account managers become commercially aware is super crucial and so important and something that is not, it's not done as much as it should be. And we're going to get into that in a lot more detail. So let's talk about how you kind of got here to begin with. So you began your career in account management in the early 1990s, but it wasn't until about 2010 when you were promoted to general manager of a four million pound global communications agency that you actually received your first bout of sales training and and coaching. Why did that training have such an impact on you and your career from that point onwards? I think for me, the impact was huge. And, you know, looking at it in the 
light of day, you think, why don't account managers receive sales training? I think we're probably one of the only industries that don't equate account management with sales, actually. Um, but for me, the training was almost like someone had held up a, a new lens through which I was looking at my job, my career, how the agency worked with new eyes. And, um, you know, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Mm. So the weird thing about it was I weirdly became a little bit disillusioned with how the agency was operating. So it wasn't it wasn't just about the sales training. Like there was obviously the kind of usual thing that you would expect to learn through sales training, things like adopting a prospecting habit and looking at the pipeline, how to qualify new business leads, looking at pitch conversion rates, asking questions in a more consultative way to really understand the client's business and to uncover opportunities, mm. asking for referrals, client development plans, all that stuff was, was new learning, which I loved to learn. Um, but that wasn't it. It was kind of this mindset shift around you know, what is sales? And sales is really helping. So that was a kind of mindset shift for me. But also this kind of commercial acumen, this business understanding, mm. you know, because if you are an account manager, and you're trying to help your client, you need to understand what they do. You need to understand how they make money. And I think that I just felt that there was this big gap, really. Um, and I got Marcus Kalki, who was my sales trainer, who I absolutely adore. I brought him in to do some sales training with the team. And the weird thing for me was watching how everyone was responding to the sales training. Mm. And you had account executives coming back from client meetings saying, I've identified another project. The client wants to go with this. It's almost like the younger people with less experience were just absorbing it. And, you know, it's not, it wasn't in a pushy, salesy kind of traditional way that a lot of people think about sales. You know, it sure. was really um, consultative, adding value. So, yeah, I think it weirdly from that moment on made me disillusioned with how the agency generally was working. Really interesting. And as you say, sales is about helping. And once you think about sales in that way, it removes it from being kind of sticky and this icky, uncomfortable thing that you're trying to talk someone into something or manipulate people into something. I think that's the perception of sales. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, not with salespeople, consultative salespeople, but with people outside of sales, the perception of it is that it's pushy and manipulative and sleazy and all those sort of words that we, we associate with kind of dodgy car salesmen. <laughs> what was your perception of sales before? And what were the biggest points? What were the main things that, that really made you think, ah, this is something completely different? I think it was just the more I learned about professional selling, I realized that a lot of people don't approach it very thoroughly, you know, like really thoroughly qualifying leads. You know, whereas in the agency world, we were kind of going for anything. You know, if there was a pitch opportunity, we grabbed it kind of thing. There was no thought that went into it. Also, this rigorous approach to um, prospecting calls and meetings, you know, like having a pre-meeting plan, having a real, you know, doing some research before you turn up, not just rocking up, showing your creds and hoping that someone's going to like you. Mm. So it was really a professional approach to selling. And I don't even use the word selling and sales actually in my training. I, I call it client development because I think that's what it's about. It's about helping the client's business grow. Mm. 
ultimately, you know, because if we're helping them achieve what they want to achieve, that is really the ideal scenario. Traditional agencies, I would say, have a a model where they have a sales team, you know, whether that's the founder or the CEO and maybe a new business person, and then they'll have an account managing account management team, a project management team, etc. From the agencies that you've spoken to and worked with so far, how many of them or what percentage understand the value of training their account management team to be more commercially aware? Is it a lot of agencies that you think have this kind of deficiency, let's call it? Or do you think more and more of them are sort of coming around to this way of thinking? I think I think for most agency leaders, they can see the value in it because you've got these ambassadors in your agency who are the account management team. They're the ones that have the most contact with clients on a more regular basis. They're in prime position to to understand the client's business, to ask those extra questions, to really understand the challenges that they're facing and then look for ways to add value and help and whether that's your services or not your services. So I think for agency leaders, it's it's easier. I mean, you know, some some maybe have that connotation of sales, but I think in general, it's it's an easy, you know, they, they get it. Mm. Um, I think the difficulty comes when, because it's in the agency owner's interest to get their account management uh, team up to up to scratch on looking for expansion opportunities, but it's whether the account management team actually are willing and want to do it as well. Right. And I've found that training hundreds of account managers over the years, I think the ones that fly are the ones that are ambitious. They want to be differentiated. They've they've they maybe they want to get to the next level in their career. So there's something else driving them. Because sometimes, for example, some people are in a job but they're not particularly fussed about career progression or going to the next level or they want to do a job well, but they quite frankly sometimes they think, well I'm too busy as it is. Why would I be possibly looking for more growth opportunities, more work mm. when Either I don't feel confident that my agency leader is going to put the resource in place to help me deliver it, or, you know, why why complicate my life? So it's a really interesting dynamic, and this is something that I've uncovered through the years of doing it. And th- this is why that before anyone joins my program, I always meet them to really understand, you know, where they're at. Because the last thing I want is someone to not be successful. You know, I want them to really take on board the new concepts and techniques and and embrace it because I've just seen so many transformations and people being successful Mm. and it's the micro changes that happen it's the it's the different type of conversation they have with the client or the different way of saying something that makes all the difference but it's in the hands of the account person themselves to take their own personal development into their own hands and really sort of own it Exactly. And some people love, you know, the concept of learning all the time. I mean, I'm one of those kind of people like there's never going to be enough hours in the day for me to absorb the amount of information that I want to and learn the new things that I want to learn. You know, I'm always reading. I'm always listening to podcasts. That's what I thrive on. But some people, you know, their priorities lie in other areas. They're not particularly that's that doesn't really stimulate them enough. Sure. So from that perspective, then it's it's the right profile of account person that um, you need to find the right type of person who is growth orientated, is a lifelong learner, who wants to grow and learn, that is the person that's going to get most value from your training. 
That's well summarized. Yeah, absolutely. So walk us through how an account manager should approach growing an account for their agency. So what's a good example of of what a process would look like from start to finish? I think if you're looking at how to grow an account, you've got to think of it. First of all, not every account should be grown, you know, and there's a filtering process of thinking which one qualifies to be one of our platinum clients who have the biggest growth potential for us and who have the budget. Um, because, you know, you're sometimes working on multiple clients and not every not everyone has the potential to grow. So that's the first thing. The second thing is thinking of growth in terms of client value. And I'm a fan of um, Anthony uh, Iannarino, who's a sales trainer in the States. Had him on the podcast a couple of times. Did you? Great guy. Okay. So he's fantastic. Well, I'm sure you'll be familiar with this because I've borrowed this model and adapted it for account growth as well as prospecting and new business. So there are four levels of, of client value. Level one, like the lowest level of value that you provide is your quality service. Okay. So in terms of growth actions, you really need to be up to speed with what the agency delivers so that you're proficient in talking the, um, your clients through your capabilities. You know, many of our other clients find it really useful if we provide a list of our services in advance so that if the time comes and something comes up that you need us, you, you're aware of what else we offer. You know, that's kind of level one, real basic stuff. Level two client value is all about the customer experience. So not only, and these builds, so not only do you deliver a high quality service, but you also provide a fantastic client experience. So if you're kind of looking at growth actions at this stage, that's all about understanding client case studies. You know, how have we helped other clients like you in the past? So you're proficient in being able to draw on those experiences to, to talk about, you know, here was a similar problem. This is how we helped. And these were the business outcomes with it that we helped them achieve. So that's kind of growing growth actions at level two. Level three, in terms of what a client is looking for from value point of view from, from agencies is to provide a return on the investment you know, a business outcome. So if you're looking at growth actions from a level three perspective, you are really proficient in diagnosing the client's business. So not only from an external, before we even get to the client meeting perspective, you know, researching, looking at the transcripts from the discussions that are happening at a C-suite level, you know, this is all available online. You can actually listen to those um, C-suite level discussions where they're presenting their, you know, quarterly numbers to the board. So really getting under the skin of the business. How do they make money? What's in the pipeline? Where are their growth opportunities? Mm. And then also asking those really good questions in the meeting so that you're always uncovering opportunities to think, well, how else could I be adding value here? And you know, as I said before, adding value at that at that stage is not necessarily your additional upsells and cross sells of your services. It's actually, well, do you know what the client said to me this time during our meeting that they're really struggling with engagement, staff engagement. Mm. Now, in my network of people, I know a culture expert. I'm going to introduce him because um, that's going to be really helpful. So you're looking to make yourself invaluable through the value that you're providing, mm. and then. Level four value is all about future value creation. And if you're doing growth actions at this stage, it's all about looking at trends, being situationally aware, bringing um, ideas to the client proactively, 
that perhaps are going to be a potential challenge for their business or a potential opportunity for their business. And and I think as you go up those four levels, that's where agencies tend to stick to level one or level two. Like if we can just if we can talk excitedly enough about what we do, then the client's suddenly going to, you know, want it. But actually it's so self-serving, self-oriented. Right. And that's where we get stuck. And I think... And it's commoditized. It's commoditized. And level three mm. and level four is very much other orientated. It's very much about the client's business, about the external environment. But it takes effort, you know, because we're, the, we're talking there about absorbing yourself in the client's world and looking at the trends and seeing what's relevant. Trends might not be just in their industry, their business, their customer trends or market trends. It could be in your, what's changing in your business. Um, you know, if you're a specialist in apps, you know, mm. last year, what was new in apps is changed. Now, what technologies are we coming to the fore now that could be a progression of a project that we've already worked with with the client. So I think that for me is the way I like to think about how we grow existing business. Really interesting. Anthony Anarino is just such a legend. If you do you subscribe to his weekly newsletter on Sundays? I do. Every time I read one of those newsletters, I come away feeling just more spiritually <laughs> awakened and just wiser and knowledgeable. <laughs> he's he's brilliant. He's brilliant. All of his books are great as well. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough of Anthony Anarino. So you spoke earlier about one of the blockers that agency account managers have on kind of the reasons why they, I guess, don't like sales or don't take to sales or maybe don't sort of own their own personal development. And I guess it's it's, it's about, you know, what they want from their own careers. What other challenges have you come across when it comes to the blockers that the account managers put in their own way as to why they sometimes don't embrace sales and new business from an account management point of view. You know, what have you noticed gets in their way? I think I've seen that, you know, like they've spent years building up this precious relationship with the client and they're very hesitant about ruining that relationship because very quickly you can damage a relationship if you were if you take the wrong approach for example you know I was saying earlier before Nathan about it's as important how you say something than what you say Mm. so you know how you propose something if you've got a brand new idea to present to the client that you've been thinking about you know you can do that in a in a way that the client's going to potentially say oh god okay or if every time you're turning up to a client meeting you're talking about oh and another thing we've got another thing we do oh we do that we do this it's like going into a pub and avoiding someone that you don't want to speak to because they're talking about themselves all the time so (laughs) getting it wrong I think that's one of the biggest fears is getting it wrong like being damaging the relationship the other thing is time I mean they struggle with time okay because another observation I suppose is a lot of account managers have the title of account manager but their role is a hybrid role of project manager and account manager Hmm. now project management is all about process resource cost estimates scopes risk management and, and, and it's very kind of sort of all about the current projects the account management side of your role is all about looking at 
adding value to the client business, understanding the client environment, looking for those trends that are most useful, being at the forefront of what's happening and staying in touch and getting to know more stakeholders, looking for referral opportunities. And it's at odds. So the challenge I think I see is when an account manager comes to my course, what happens is as soon as you get busy, the project management side takes priority because you've just got to get stuff done Mm. and the account growth side got to deliver yeah whilst i mean they can still you know diagnose differently turn up in meetings differently so a lot of the behaviors are still there but sometimes you need that dedication and if you're on a timesheet basis you know and it's not billable all of this these hours that you're looking at trends that's another barrier if it's not billable time and I think the other the other point is, I think I've seen really good agencies who tend to be quite narrowly focused on certain industries, which means that account managers can get more proficient in a certain client sector of the market. And I think that's beneficial as well, because they get to understand the language, the environment, the nuances of that sector. So again, if the agency's positioning isn't narrow or or maybe they've got multiple clients in multiple sectors and one account manager is managing loads of different accounts, then again, that's a barrier to them really being able to be proficient in growing an account. It's not impossible, but it it's just make it, makes it slightly harder. Mm, really interesting. So let's talk about agency account management in more detail. What makes a great account manager? You talked about the high level in terms of account managers need to look at their role more strategically and sort of look for growth opportunities within the client account. But what other skills, behaviors, abilities make up a great account manager? So, I mean, you said listening. Listening is is the top one. And interestingly, I used to describe listening as a skill hmm. until I met a lady called Laura Jehusik. Je- Oh dear, I've, I've butchered her name, but she, mm-hmm. I'm just about to interview her on my podcast and she has a PhD in communication skills with a, with a special focus on listening Wow! and she's been, she teaches it like she has a profiling exercise. She's just, just phenomenal. Um, and she describes listening as a strategy, not a skill. And I thought, how interesting is that? Because you're not taught to listen at school and yet it is one of the most important, um, strategies I think when you are managing client relationships so that's one of the top ones Mm. I think the other thing about great account managers I've noticed is their ability to adapt to someone else's communication style to create that rapport you know to make people feel at very ease uh, easy quickly so anyone that would describe someone as a difficult character you rarely, you wouldn't find an account manager that's described that way because they get on with everybody. Sure. They have to have a genuine interest in helping mm. in, in business, uh, commercial acumen, situational awareness, understanding the market, also social awareness, sensitivity. I think I've worked with some fantastic account managers who say to me, oh my God, I wish I wasn't so sensitive. And I say, no, no, no. Reframe that. Mm. You you're good at what you do because you are sensitive, you know, because the account manager is the type of person that, you know, they're sitting in a client meeting with loads of kind of big characters and they can feel that something's going wrong. Like the client's lost interest or they're getting irritated or 
you know, your, your managing director won't shut up. And they're the ones that put <laughs> things back on. They say something and put things back on track, like with ease. And it, it's just, they're just great account managers. Um, I think have that kind of ability to do that without ruffling feathers. Um, like you said before, growth mindset, resilience, energy. And I think a lot of account managers that I've met are really ambitious. They want to, you know, drive their career. They, some, some of them want to be agency leaders, owners, business owners. Really interesting. So what are the things that account managers can do to build trust with their client? Because it may be that the client looks at the account manager quite skeptically, especially if it's a new relationship you know, you're already trying to upsell me and cross sell and, you know, we're just starting in the relationship. But if the account manager has spotted an opportunity for growth for their agency and for the client, what's the best way for the account manager to do that in a way that isn't aggressive or doesn't come across as, hey, you're just trying to sell me something? How do, how do they build trust? So I think two things, really. People often judge you when they first meet you based on two things, care and competence and they care is more important than competence so do you genuinely care like do you look like you're really listening to me and you're asking me further questions to understand a bit more about my problem and are you really paying attention to what I'm saying like I think that's the first thing is to build trust through genuinely caring like just don't be don't be a dick um (laughs) Um, I think also it's it's genuinely having an interest in how I can help you because if you think about being in a client's shoes, if you think about these big enterprise clients we're often dealing with, they're they're not only trying to achieve their client's objective through you know helping the business achieve what they need to achieve, but they're also trying to survive in their roles. Sure. And you know we're just a tiny fraction of their day when they're dealing with agencies a lot of clients tell me that that's the best part of their day is dealing with the agency because it's the fun (laughs) part you know and there's a statistic um relationship audits and management they they did this study and they found out that a client typically will spend seven percent of their day dealing with all of their different suppliers now you imagine if you're just one tiny supplier within that you need to make sure that Every interaction counts. And so you want to be prepared for the meeting. You want to look like you've taken an interest. Um, you know, and if you're going to look at the market between those moments when you're in client meetings is having their interests um, in the top of your mind. And if you see something, you think, oh, you know, I'll send this to the client and not only send it to them passively because you're actually creating more work but saying look I saw this I know that we were discussing this the other day this is why I've sent this to you and this is what I think it means you know like what's the implication for them and what action do they need to take like Mm. that shows me that you care that you've listened um so I think a lot of that um Mm. and these as I said before the ideas beyond the brief so just because we're working on um you know a new branding project with you doesn't mean to say that through our discussions I you know and if you're really good at listening and really good at asking questions the client's going to start sharing with you information about what's happening in their environment Mm. so you might be in a position to spot that they have a problem and that is out of your wheelhouse but that you know someone in your network or you have a partner that you could introduce them to so I think it's that always thinking about ways of being helpful 
Tell us a little bit more about your signature program, Account Accelerator. So basically, when I was so inspired by sales that I thought like sales skills, a lot of them can be applied to the account management role. And it's not prospecting for new business. It's about growth of existing clients. And I thought that nobody else is doing this. And so I formulated this course. It was back in 2016. And I've been iterating it through the years. And now I've had so many people go through the program that I I kind of feel like it's a well-oiled machine because it, you know, I've had to narrow down all of those skills, concepts, models, scripts, processes that really um resonate so it is um it's basically creating a, a plan um to grow a, a client-centric centric plan to grow existing business uh, within 90 days and mm. it's a step-by-step program it's nine modules and as i say it's it's systemized i give examples and also case studies and testimonials from other people that have tried these different things and the success stories and what i've noticed is you know it it's it's things that, that aren't typically taught in in training sessions you know a lot of courses don't specialize in growth but mm. it's the confidence that i see nathan like the confidence that they that they get. And I think the reason I feel so passionately about this is because like you said, I've been in the business since the early nineties, you know, like I was 21, I think in my first account exec role and I was clueless quite frankly. And I was just hoping people were going to like me and saying yes a lot. Mm. And there was no strategy. There was Mm. no approach. I was just, Mm. and I see those faces come into my training and when they start using these different um, tools and models and different ways of saying things they and they report back that gives me so much joy it really does and I I'm more excited for them than they are because I see the confidence that it gives them in their job mm. really exciting and I think you know everything that you talked about today if if a smidgen of this uh agency account managers are able to take away from the course I mean it's it's just so it's based on so much rigor and depth and research and iteration, as you said, over the years. I, you know, everything that you said really, really resonates. Last question before we get into our favorite question towards the end of the interview that we ask all of our guests. From all of the agencies that you've worked with and sort of observed over the years, is there a particular way that they've chosen to kind of structure their account teams? What's what's best practice here? Well, I, I work a lot with the Cactus consultants who run the agency Nomics community. And one of the things that they advocate for, which I've seen has worked, is pod structures. So having one account manager, one project manager, and a subject matter expert working in one pod. And that is that for me seems like a very efficient way of working. And it also, from my perspective, separates that project management role from the account management role because I think that's where if you get the right person in the seat for account management the growth opportunities is just endless you know if you can just relieve them from the shackles of having to do all of the you know the timelines the estimates the, the scopes of work and they really do fly so I think that's a model that works well and I'm not saying that other models don't work as well but I think that model is quite a flat structure and then you add more people to the pod but I think that's a conducive way of of working right now 
really fascinating. You've, you've shared so much value and insight here. I wish I could speak to you even longer, but we're fast running out of time. Let's get into everyone's favorite <laughs> questions. Uh, these are the questions that I ask all of my guests. So I'm excited to ask you some of them as well. Um, tell us about a time when you failed and what you learned from the experience. So I failed because, I mean, I loads, I've mean, got so many, but I was just trying to filter them out. <laughs> I've, I opened right. three limited companies almost around the same time Uh, well two at the same time one before and I thought that I could run three limited companies two e-commerce businesses and one consulting business of course you could (laughs) yeah exactly I mean it was a (laughs) no-brainer I I was training I went through a period of training uh, e-commerce how to reverse engineer what was selling on Amazon source products from um, China and sell them on Amazon's platform uh, under a private label brand and it was a it's a hugely exciting model business model don't get me wrong Mm. but at the time I had a baby brand a a dog brand under two limited companies plus I was still consulting with my account management training so talk about massive failure and nervous limb breakdown sure it was it was just (laughs) wrong I just never had done it so yeah I think focus was my key learning out of that experience Sure. And you definitely focus now. Focus on one path until you're successful and build some momentum before you get this shiny, you know, shiny penny syndrome, I think is a, mm. is a problem. Mm, absolutely love it. Brilliant. Brilliant. Tell us about some of your early mentors who inspired the way that you think about account management, structuring account teams, the way you think about agency growth. Tell us about some of your favorite mentors. So three of my mentors that I, I aspire to, like Tim Williams from um, Ignition Consulting Group. I've been following him for years and love everything he writes. Mm. He's a specialist in pricing strategy. David C. Baker, who I was honored to interview on my podcast the other day. You had him on your podcast. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he, great podcast. I could speak to him all day, <laughs> Nathan. He's just brilliant. And also Blair Ends, I think... Tell us, tell us, oh, Blair Ends. Yeah. Tell us something that you took away from David C. Baker. Do you know from the what interview? I love about David is he, he's so definite. And I find myself, I listen to the two podcasts. And I know you've had Blair Ends on your program as well. Mm. But I remember like walking and having this podcast on saying, yes, yes, out loud. Because he's <laughs> such a, he's kind of an advocate for the account management role. Okay. And, and he's also done something really interesting. He's profiled. Um, a lot of account manage- managers and project managers. So he, I, I, I would love to do it actually. Um, looking at the characteristics, the types of behaviors that typically um, project managers have and account managers have. And I, I think it's a, mm. I think it's really worth, I, I want to dive into it a bit more, to be honest. It's, it's so inspired me. So yeah, he's worked with hundreds of mm. agents, uh, agency owners and is so definite about everything and I've learned a lot from him David C Baker David C Baker Tim Williams and Blair Enns yeah three great mentors there that's that's a great list I mean not that I've worked with them myself but they're the people that I follow I read everything they put out yeah yeah I think those people can be mentors as well I mean some of the my favorite mentors I've never met they don't even they're not even alive anymore but I you know they're alive in their books and their work and their videos, etc. So definitely, I, th- I think those people can be mentors. Um, just on books, tell us about some of your favorite books, fiction, nonfiction, whatever. Well, I someone handed me a book when I left publicist in 2010. Um, I'd always worked for other people. 
And this book changed my life. Um, and I know other people quote it, um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Mm. It sent me on a, an, an inju- a journey into property investing. And that was probably the most financial, most astute financial decision I've ever made is to invest in property. Profit First by Mike Michalowicz, which is also um, money related, um, but it's all about managing money. Yeah. And again, life-changing book. Small Plates. Small Plates. Yeah, have, you, have, you, have you seen, have you read it? Yeah, I have. Brilliant. I mean, that was the main thing that I took away from the book. I mean, a number of things, but like small plates, you know, he talks about this idea that whatever the size of your plate, you will, you will fill it. So just operate on a smaller plate and most of us can get by on less um so just do that and yeah just so many obvious kind of insights but you don't really think about it until you see it in black and white I thought it was a a fantastic book and also the fact that like uh, people that starting their own business they do bank account accounting don't they they look at their bank account say yeah I've got money to do a marketing campaign or yeah I can invest in the website but that doesn't take account of taxes Mm. um you know putting aside profit putting aside your own so this bucketing system Everything. has mm. just transformed my my business and my finances so Brilliant. again those two books have changed my life I think in big ways other books um eat their lunch and Anthony at Ian Arino influence Robert Caldini okay um Blair ends two books win without pitching and pricing creativity brilliant uh predictably irrational um dan Ariely, compound effect darren hardy dan Ariely. um yeah also like oh, wow some great ones there honestly and the, the one that came out at the end of last year which i really loved which i think is is really good if you're interested in account growth is the expansion sale by eric peterson and huh. tim reisterer expansion sale mm. okay i'm gonna check that one out now on amazon thank you very much for those recommendations all great all great ones thank (laughs) you um last couple of questions and then i'll I'll let you go amazon prime or netflix what are you watching or streaming that's good um okay so i think netflix sometimes i don't even know which which one i'm on but netflix queen of the (laughs) south black mirror line of duty okay handmaid's tale great (laughs) all great recommendations (laughs) all really good uh what do you do to keep mentally or physically fit um I do CrossFit and I've been doing it for about five years I think and I'm probably one of the old I'm one of the oldest I mean I shouldn't really at my age but what I found is just weightlifting has just changed so much for me I used to go to the gym yeah but weightlifting and challenging myself with CrossFit I mean a lot of people are ex-military and police and firemen and but I just love I love the environment it's it's fantastic Really fascinating. What advice would you give to a young person or a millennial who wants, who's 21, just started in an agency and has become an account manager for his or her agency? What advice do you give her? Oh my goodness. Read, like read, like find sources. There's so much online that you can do. Listen to podcasts, look at YouTube videos. Everything's at the end of your fingertips. Have an interest in, first of all, um, your role and, you know, the proficiency that you need, the skills you need, but also um, what's changing in the environment. Um, like what are the new things that are being offered? What Look at your peers in the in other agencies, what they're doing. And also understand the business, uh, client's business, like really develop your business acumen. Again, there's so much online that can help you with that. 
So that's what I would say. Be be mm. sort of externally focused as well as the internal focus because I know it's it's hard. You know, you've got a lot going on. You're juggling projects and you get to the end of the day, you're, you're spent sometimes and then client extra demands. But you've got to carve out some time, I think, to to keep learning and growing. That's what I would say. Great advice. Great advice. And my final question, Jenny, what does you know about agency account management today that you wish you knew at the beginning of your career? Um, I think it's it's like the previous point, really. I just wish that I'd put my head above the parapet and looked externally as well as internally in the agency um, and spent less time on projects and more time understanding the client's business. Um, so that's what I would, I would want to do, you know, set up Google alerts, um, for your client's business and understand, keep it, keep ahead of what's changing. Also follow, um, agency, um, strategists. I mean, I would be quite discerning now if I was working for an agency, I would be really look at who's out there, what their offering is and who they've got in place and who you can learn from. Mm. So be at the forefront of what's changing in the marketplace rather than old-fashioned ways of doing things. Hmm. Great place to end. Absolutely love it. Jenny, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, Nathan. I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much. We have been speaking with Jenny Plant. She is currently the owner of Account Management Skills. If you enjoyed this conversation, then head over to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to over... 120 conversations we've had now with world-class leaders in agency growth thank you for all your feedback and suggestions on linkedin and email write to me at nathanagencydealmasters.com please head over to itunes and leave us a review follow me on twitter at nathan anibaba we would be unable to do this show without our very own deal masters christoph blaschek is our editor tyler bella is our project manager Anita Baker is our head of research. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to Agency Dealmasters. Masters.